Filipino and Kankao. I know how to speak Laotian. Talk to me nice. That means um white, white. a white person. Thank white you. person. <laughs> You're welcome. In Laos. You're welcome. When I was in LA, that was one of the first. <laughs> that was one of the first things that um Savannah taught me. She's like, like Kung Kao. Kung white person. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's be interesting. I actually, wanted to talk to you about like your mixed race, like white and Asian. You have to uh bring out your Tagalog, huh? <laughs> That was pretty good. Come on, Tito. <laughs> <laughs> it's the B-roll footage for me. I I should do um uh an accent one. Let bro, let do you want to hear my accents? Try the Vietnamese that, accent. My African one's pretty good. Ooh, Ayo Delhi. Ayo Delhi. Are you done with the? <laughs> are you done with the camera? <laughs> Can I please see what you are doing with the camera? That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. You were surprised. Welcome back to the Parker Conversation. I am your host, Jay Lucci. We are here. The Parker Conversation is a place where we talk about things that are very vulnerable. Sometimes they're very hard to digest. Uh, it's important to have these conversations, especially on social media, because everything's always so curated. Like everything is so perfect. And this topic that we're talking about today specifically, I've actually struggled with for a very long time. So having someone here uh, being able to talk about it in further depth, it's going to help someone out there. You know, I wish like I could have seen something like this online at the time that I was struggling with it. So it's going to be really neat. And before I let you introduce yourself, you give them a little wave. Um, today, we are going to be talking about death essentially and what to do when someone dies because i think a lot of people probably never think about it i think death is one of those things that it's easy to sweep under the rug because it's so taboo and really death shouldn't be taboo because we all got to die someday sometime mm-hmm. and i don't want it to be one of those things that's like so hum hum what is it what did we say the word was the humbug the humbug <laughs> like humbug you know what i mean like sometimes death is so like depressing and sad but like we got to normalize it right and so this is the reason why we have these conversations so that we could feel better about it because death isn't as unnormal as a lot of us want to think so i'm going to let you introduce yourself you know tell them who you are um you know introduce your, your title right because this, this is why we have her on the show and then also aside from like what you do for work like what does your outside life look like so we can kind of see the contrast of course hi huh? everyone i'm me or Brittany. <laughs> um, She's me. Just me. She's me. Um, but I am a funeral director's assistant. I do work in the funeral home. I will be the first person you will see to greet you when you do step foot into the funeral home, whether it be for before arrangements or uh, during the visitation or services. Um, I do a lot of the background work for preparation for mm-hmm. the funeral, like dressing or makeup and hair. Um, some clerical work, like documents and all that other stuff but a lot of a little bit of everything so 
I'll add it that. You know what's so cute? <laughs> Your voice is so soft. Like in an event, someone has to die. Okay, people have to die. Like if you just see a little knee coming to you and just like, hi guys, I'm so sorry. Like I would just be like, Thank you so much. Like, you have the sweetest voice for Thank it. Thank you. Um, and so, like, what do you do outside? Okay, so you work in the funeral home. What do you do outside of work? Um, Outside of work, when I do when I do have time, um, find a, I, have a hob- I have hobbies. I dance. I do, um, is it yoga? I like mm-hmm. a lot of that. Something, something as an outlet to get my mind off of work. Yeah. So. And she forgot to put on the list that she drinks a little bit. Like, it's you know, like, she's human. <laughs> like, regular person. Absolutely. Okay, so, like, let's dive into this. Okay, how long have you been working in the funeral home? Um, I have been in the bereavement industry. I'll add it to, up together five, six years. What yeah. made you want to go into this? And can we define bereavement? Should we put, like, the title on the screen? Or, bereavement. Like, bereavement. Bereavement. Um, so, anything that has to do with death. Um like either in sales, I did start off with that. Um, did that a lot of that before. I that sounds so crazy to me. Like we're talking about sales and death. Yeah, like sales, people don't realize sales. that death is like a sale. It's yeah. expensive oh, to absolutely. die. Absolutely, capitalism. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> no, go ahead. Right? <laughs> what made you want to get into this? Because there's someone yeah. out there that's probably like I've. I don't know. Maybe I'm looking for a career that I never thought about. Yeah. Um, what made you want to get into this bereavement industry, <laughs> working with the dead? The dead. Um, I have been comfortable with it for a very long time. I was introduced to death at a, at a very young age. Um, my family didn't try to hide anything or sugarcoat anything because I was young. Um, they were always straight up in their, with what happened. And um, I, feel, I feel like, the, I feel like uh, when I was younger, I was able to, to understand and grasp um, and accept what happened. And I was able. To Is this like a specific thing you're talking about? Like not specific, specific time? Like just, oh, just death. Just death in general, because mm-hmm. I would go to I would go to funeral homes with uh, with my own parents, mm-hmm. and they they didn't try to hide anything. That's kind of rare, because yeah. I think some kids like would be freaking out, like yeah. I don't want to see the body or whatever. Like you're one of those kids that like to see the bodies, huh? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were so I was, I was always you. I was always curious, so I would always ask questions if I was at the mm. funeral home. And because funeral directors are so open about what they do, because they they do want to uh, show you that death is not taboo. Right. So because of that, that guided me to where I am today. Um, I have the strength to um, do all of this. I, right. ha- I, ca- I can do this because I have compassion for it. Right. right. Did you find, like, one day you're just at home and you're like, I'm going to go on Indeed and search up funeral home jobs i actually did that that's literally what you did I definitely did that <laughs> okay okay so i mean it's yeah. as simple as that like I, as and as for that. some other people out there who are watching who might not want to who might want to get into this industry mm-hmm. it's as simple as going online and seeing what kind of job positions exactly. um do you need prior prerequisites or people can just like if you don't know anything they'll teach you uh, it's most a lot of it is um part of the service industry so okay. if, if you're already good at talk with at talking with people right then it should be easy for you Okay. If you, if you have the strength to stomach what you or you can see, if you can um, be around sad people and not, you know, try to not not connect with them or just the mm. or all of that, mm-hmm. then you know, it might be something for you to do. Yeah. See, okay, so let me let me backtrack. Okay, so the reason why I really wanted to have this talk, I'll let you guys know, is because. Recently, in the last two years, I saw my grandmother die, but she died in front of me. Uh-huh. And obviously, like, I've had people die in the past, like, other loved ones, friends or whatever. And, like, 
I show up to the funeral or whatever have you, and it's like, you see that part. But when I saw death, like in front of me, and I saw breath leave the body, ooh, let me tell you, like that was different. I'm not gonna lie. I I thought I was gonna be okay. Like I had known there's only two of us in the hospital room before she had passed away. Um, one of my previous episodes of Parker Conversation, I actually spoke about it, mm-hmm. about like what happened that day. Um, but I didn't realize how much it was gonna trouble me until after like after the funeral and after like everyone starts coming over and for six months me i was tripping out like i was having a really hard time digesting death like i was i remember one time being in the basement and literally like just out of nowhere like i couldn't stop crying like i was anxious my breath was like <sighs> like labored like the the plastic on the walls looked demonic and it was like to me i was scared of this thing called death even though like death, like you always hear about it, but then to see it happen, it's like that when that last breath left the body, I kept thinking, I'm like, <gasps> like, you know, when you kind of like choke yourself, like, I don't know why I was doing that, but I was just like, like, it's something that I can't escape. That's something that you can't escape. Everyone behind the cameras can't escape. Like mm-hmm. it was just tripping me out. And so during that time for six months, I spent so much time talking to different people like friends family about like what they think about death like what you think happens after death you know like where are these people like do you think mediums and stuff are false or real or whatever have you um and i think i spent a lot of time i think i know i spent a lot of time just searching online i was just trying to find answers like in that final moment of death i think i put two and two together no one is actually conscious enough to actually feel it so as much as like when you see that last breath leave the body you're actually like you're just so already like your body's already shut down Mm -hmm. so i think i was worried about like that pain and i mean some people do have really painful unfortunately painful deaths you might feel it for a little bit but then your body gets like too unconscious and i think that's giving me a lot of like solace and knowing that like okay like when i die when i have to die i actually won't feel it like Mm -hmm. people are not there anymore and we'll get a little bit into that later how i've gone to that conclusion um but Let's dive a little bit deeper. Okay, so the premise of, of this episode is to know what to do when someone dies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people aren't going to know what to do until someone they know close to them dies. And then even at that time, you might be way too overwhelmed to even go through the process. You might have to like pawn it off to other people. Not pawn. Pawn seems like a lazy word. Like you just ask other people to take over. Mm-hmm. So like walk us through what happens when someone dies you as a funeral director's assistant like what are the steps like bring us through a day in the life working at the funeral home first step you'll do is call the funeral home get that get that arranged have have the arrangements to pick up the your loved one and after that we'll start uh arranging the event Mm. right and that with that um after that you'll come into the funeral home bring all the belongings and we'll we'll do all the paperwork for you. Basically, um, because your he- you know your head's not mm-hmm. not, not there. Yeah. We want to be that logical logical person for you. We're there to help you with everything else, and just try yeah. to do all that. And then we'll bring a, bring you into our care, and we'll deal with the rest. What does that look like on the back end? On the back end, like what are the things that like when someone dies? Mm-hmm. Like I'm too distraught. Mm-hmm. Like what do we have to cover? If we're talking about plots, are we talking about cast? Like I'm thinking plots, casket, mm-hmm. service. Exactly. So right? um, depends on the family. Right. So depends on the, the 
the way of the the disposition of the body. So some people will choose to be buried. Some people will choose to be cremated or to be entombed uh, in a mausoleum. That's the thing in the wall, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Are those one. people in coffins? Yes, they are. They're in caskets. Oh, I've always it's wondered. It's all sealed. It's all sealed. So is that you think most of the time that's because people are like scared to be buried? Yeah, which I, is I always like never that. made yeah. sense to me. I'm not saying it's not weird. Mm-hmm. Like I, people are able to do that, but mm-hmm. it, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of people find comfort in being above ground. I guess mm-hmm. right. Whereas they're underground, and then you're. Um, you will decompose, or some. A lot of people will buy ca- uh, vaults to keep the caskets, and so you won't be crushed by the gra- uh, the ground or the elements <laughs> and all of that. So it's a lot to think about if you do think right. about it. <laughs> okay, intrusive question. <laughs> yeah. How you? How do you want to? I do want to be cremated. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do want to return back to um, dust. Dust right away. <laughs> Okay. And I don't want to be kept anywhere. Just let me go, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Big. Yeah. But if someone wants to keep like a little vase yeah. of you. Let me go, creepy? man. Let okay. me go. Let it know. Those are her wishes. Let me go. <laughs> I have a thought about this a lot. And I actually, there's not nothing against no, you. But no. like my mom has said before that she wants to get cremated. I'm like, you're not getting cremated. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something like I did, your body is just going to be. Mm. Back to earth. You know, I guess. I guess the process is one way or the other. It gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always wanted to be buried. Yeah. I've always wanted to be buried. And then when in terms of like people choosing coffins and all that, does that go through funeral home? Or is that separate? Uh, There's like. It's whatever your family wants. A lot of the funeral homes will provide um, the, the different caskets that they do offer. Right. Um, but you can choose to go with an outside company if you feel that's the, right. better, the better choice for you. But whether it be the price or the quality of the make right. of the casket. Right. How expensive do funerals normally run? Uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't know this. <laughs> I think the cheapest right now I could think of that starting at the low end would be seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand, and then it just goes up from that. Y'all, <laughs> y'all better have some life insurance because there's some people, and it's no, you know, no worries. People don't, but a lot of people just don't have an extra seven thousand dollars laying around. Mm-hmm. And if you gotta die, which you do eventually, mm-hmm. you, somebody's gonna have to pay out of pocket. Yeah. You can get legal aid, though. Absolutely. Is legal aid also, like, let's say someone doesn't have money, can they get legal aid through their... It's through, actually, the, the city of where you passed away and, or where you lived. Um, if you uh, are approved for it, the city will definitely pay for it. So, like, let's say you die. Mm-hmm. How many days does your body get to stay in the funeral home? It's the, the morgue, um, right? Uh, I guess the funeral home. The funeral home? The funeral home. In the yeah. did I say it the right way? The morgue that's like the fridge. The morgue is is where they keep it at the hospital. Actually, <laughs> my got it's okay. It's called the morgue. Yeah, the morgue, the right? morgue. Uh, not really. Is it? We call it. So the what is the morgue? What, the what is the morgue? The morgue is where you keep it at the hospital. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Um, Oops, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but starting from the date, uh, the date of death, uh, it'll be at least. I'll give give or take three, uh, four days. From four from, days. from the death to disposition, and that's for free. Not for not for free. Oh, there's a charge to keep the body there. No, it's just part. It's part of the cost. It's part oh. of the cost. Yeah. But it's like I know people yeah. like die and they want to like bring family from foreign mm-hmm. and places like that. Like, let's say you got to keep a body for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. There, there'll be extra ex- cost. There'll be extra uh, costs for that. Depends on the state of the body because dying you know, is so expensive. <laughs> if you do want, if you do want to keep the body for that long, um, you embalming would be beneficial not everyone gets embalmed not everybody not okay so if you don't get embalmed if you don't get embalmed that it'll 
the decomposition will be a bit quicker. Faster. Yeah. Because I know in some, like, some religions, like in Islam and stuff, like, you have to bury your body right away. Mm-hmm. So in those cases, a lot of people won't. Yeah, a lot of people right. won't. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, okay, so let's, that, that's something interesting, okay? Like, when you got to, like, deal with the body, let's talk about it. Uh, tell us what you want to tell us about dressing the body, dealing with the body. Like, are you, as a funeral director's assistant, like, do you accompany the mortician? You do? I do, I do. How many dead bodies do you see, like, on an average? Like, do you see them all the time? Every day. Every day. Every day. Mostly every day. Um, We'll have some days um, put off just for arranging. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of the days it is preparation for the funeral, trying to make you looked good for for your family. First time you saw it, the first time you, the first day at work and you get to see, like, deal with, like, a body, um, what was it like? Kind of intimidating because, um, to me, I, I felt, I, I kind of felt like they were still there. So like walking in, walking, uh, I didn't, cause what I, what happened to me was I didn't expect them to be in the room. Mm. So what I did was I, I walked into the room and I opened the door and I was like, oh, oops. And it, it kind of felt like walking in on someone changing. Ah. So it was, it was kind of like one of those. I guess it would be hard yeah. to separate, like just because someone doesn't have life in them anymore. Yeah. Like it's still, it's still their like vessel a, that you've seen exactly. their whole life. I can imagine. Exactly. And then when, like the preparation, when you have to deal with somebody's body, um, at some point they're like fully undressed. Yeah. Does they, everyone have to go through that process? Like does everyone have to, what is it called when you do? Embalming? No. Autopsy. Autopsy. Does everyone have to do an autopsy? No, not everybody has to do an autopsy. Autopsies are mainly used for um, medical reasons mm-hmm. or uh, ways to find out how the, how the person passed away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but not everybody is autopsied. Have you ever been in an autopsy? No. Are you allowed to? I'm not, I'm not because okay. that is usually done at a different site, whether it be at the hospital oh. or the coroner's. Uh, is it at the, at the coroner's, basically? So the coroner's is not a funeral home. No, the cor- what's the coroner's? The coroner is the per- there's the basically the person who will pronounce the death, who um, will yeah basically like the time of death and like how death they died. And everything yeah. Say if if you died not in a funeral home offsite basically right. right? Oh, okay. Because not everyone gets to die at home obviously no. or no at, at, the ho- hospital. at the hospital. People die yeah. at home in their sleep. People exactly. die in tragic accidents exactly. and stuff like that. So, like, God forbid people get a call. Somebody that you love has died in a tragic car accident. Mm-hmm. The first, like, when you got to go identify bodies and stuff like that. Oh. They will be at the coroner's. Coroner's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's all these intrusive <laughs> thoughts that I have I about death. Okay, this is another one. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, like, what age you want to die? Yes. What age? Not age, but I don't want to be too old. Really? Yeah. How old? Um... I would say 70 is a good sweet spot. Oh, that's too young. <laughs> this day and age is very young. You I know, know, I know. That's very young. That's like very young. My mom is 65. That's, oh, that's wow. young. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've always said, because I was born in 1994, yeah. I'd be good if I hit 94, that'd be like a sweet spot. But if oh, I can right. hit 100, and then I, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Because then you probably see all your other friends die and stuff mm-hmm, like that. You mm-hmm. don't really do that. But I think about that. Yeah. Um, I know this kind of like, you, people won't really see you guys, but like, what age did you guys ever think you're going to die? Have you thought about it? Really? Genuinely. What? When I was like 16, I was telling people I'm going to die at 27. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was wrong. You're still here. Look at you. I'm still here, but um, yeah, no, because like, you know, there's like a whole, the grades die at, at 27. 
37. Right. Or 33, like Nipsey and Jesus. Oh, yeah. Life, life comes so, at you mm-hmm. fast. <laughs> yeah. Right. Really? No number. No number? Never thought about it? I did, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't the right space. But the number, if I had to, was 24. Yeah. Oh. yeah I don't know. Y'all should wow. know. Y'all should know. <laughs> I, I wake up every morning, and I'm like, God, please allow my days to be long and yeah. fruitful. Like, I want to be one of those people that grow old and, like, see my kids and my grandkids. And, you know, I mm-hmm. want to be old. Mm-hmm. Some people, I do know that there's a lot of people who are just like, I'm good. I don't want to be old. I don't want to depend on anybody. Right, exactly. If I have to depend exactly. on people, Yeah, I think let that's, me go. Where, that's where I want it to stop. Right. Yeah. If, you know, because it is, it is a lot of work. Like, I get to take care of, like, my grandparents for a long time. And at some point, it's like, you're like, let, just let me go. I'm right. a bird now. Like, you know, and it was a lot. Right? So, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like, let's talk about how you process death. Because and, and I, the reason being, remember, like, death is always so like taboo. It's always mm-hmm. so like, ooh, it's either really hard to digest or it's really like uncomfortable to talk about it. Because I spent so much time thinking about death. Mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of been like a three sixty. So when I was grew up, like I grew up in a kind of a faithful home. Like not kind of. I grew up in a faithful home, mm-hmm. and my dad always told me that death is beautiful. Don't be scared about death. Because God will take take you through it. God promises you more after. Not everybody's religious. So I wonder what people are not or have a faith. So I wonder what people who don't have a faith, like what they think. Like, is this everything? Um, and then when I saw death, then I just didn't feel as comfortable anymore. Like, it's like, that see, sounds terrible, right? And I, to be honest, after seeing that, mm-hmm. um, there's a rapper that died recently, actually, rest his soul, um, P&B Rock. Yes. I seen that I I can't see death. But when I seen that someone like literally just turned the phone and was like here and I saw it. It's like I didn't want to watch, but then I couldn't stop watching. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want like his hand is twitching. And like the whole thing, people were talking to me after. I'm like, yo, my bad. I just trying to digest that. That was a lot. Like I can't see those type of things. I don't like to watch those gory movies when people head get chopped off and this mm-hmm. and stuff and blood flying everywhere. Like I don't like to watch that. Um, what is your look on death like do you process death different than the average person because you work with the dead probably question mark <laughs> yeah um so i found a lot of comfort in um because i'm because my family is buddhist they, they mm. are very superstitious mm. um i found comfort in in believing that there was an afterlife right right so 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 your purpose right now is finished you're on to the next chapter mm-hmm. so so i I really enjoyed that, and that's where I I was like, yeah, that's okay. Right. And um, every time I, I did have to, um, or I, or I, someone close to me passed away, um, I found comfort because everybody was sad, and it was okay because it's it's only right. human. These are only human emotions. Right. You're allowed to process and grieve for as long as you can as you want because we're all get, we're all in it together. Right. right? You all got to experience it exactly. Are there even though like it's you're comfortable with it. Are there still deaths that you experience being working at the funeral home that still like trip you out that are like might make you feel a little bit scared? Like you ever get scared about it? Not really. Never, eh? Not really, no. Maybe I need to find a job at <laughs> the funeral home because sometimes I still trip out sometimes. No, like, um, like I said, but be, be, because I, I am pretty superstitious, I do believe in ghosts right. and all of that. But they, I, I, I believe ghosts are none, real. None, none, sure. of, none of it is there to harm you. So right. that's just that's what I think right. of it. Yeah. I think a lot of people out there will be for sure struggle. Um, 
the, when you just said ghosts, mm-hmm. like call them spirits. 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 This is how I actually came to the conclusion. It was Jade, my sister, actually. I spoke to a bunch of people. One guy who had lost his mom at 13. And he said, he's like, you know what? That was still the toughest thing I ever had to deal with. He's grown. He has kids and a family. He said, but if my mom didn't die, they wouldn't have moved me from Guyana to Jamaica. And I wouldn't have met my wife. And I wouldn't have my two beautiful children. That was the first person. And then someone else, like uh, my old boss, he had said, Jay. Have you, do you believe in God? I'm like, yeah. He's like, did God promise of afterlife and, and heaven? And I said, yeah. And he's like, all right, so stop tripping about it. Yeah. Simple. And then I still couldn't stop. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm having panic attacks. And then my sister one day, she's like, Jafina, it's naive to believe that energy ever dies. Like, you, your body takes up all this space. Like, what do you think just happens? Like, boom, mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. And so one day, I was actually, like, right over there. I was lying down. And it was dark, but you know when you have your flashlight? Yeah. So I had my flashlight and my, like, the thing was going up. And right. you know, like, if it's a dark room, you see this, like, these dust crystals mm-hmm. flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I'm sitting in this room and I think it's just me, my breath, and, like, that's it. But really, all around us, there's, like, atoms and these things yeah. moving that are invisible to the eye. So if these things are happening, like, of course, like, of course, something else happens after death. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I, I so I stopped... Yeah. I stopped worrying about like having to die and I was like well I gotta die eventually so I just gotta enjoy the time while I'm living uh, but there's definitely someone out there that is going through a lot of anxiety over death because yeah. I didn't think I was ever gonna be one of those people mm-hmm. until I saw it and then I was like yeah I'm struggling every day I was waking up every day like fuck how unfair is this that I was born to die I don't yeah. want to die I don't want my kid to die like that must be the, the craziest shit ever and like I purposely follow all these cancer childhood pages and people are just like why do you do that i'll sometimes just sit in my bed in the morning and cry because mm-hmm. like i can't imagine parents having to watch their children like die right i'm like these people are fucking wicked like they have a cure for cancer like such little research goes to childhood cancer and so many kids go through it it's just crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy it's hard for me to process sometimes so um i just really wanted to you know put that out there that if you are thinking about these things too it is okay Mm-hmm. and then sometimes even with death I think about intrusive thoughts like if I'm at I sometimes <laughs> this is really crazy this episode of the Parker Conversation is sponsored by Walk With Purpose aka me aka the Parker Conversation very important guys words matter if you have these socks on your feet subliminally you're gonna see these words subconsciously you're gonna know that it's in you know in your life so Walk With Purpose you can get them at jlucci.com j-l-u-e-c-h-e.com you already know let's get back into it Sometimes, like, I'll be on balconies. I'm like, what? I wonder what would happen if I jumped. Not that I would. I don't. I honestly wouldn't say I would. But, like, I've actually had those thoughts before. But that's before. what makes you human when you step back and try to think and try to cut those intrusive thoughts, right? I guess so. <laughs> Let's normalize that, too. we got to normalize that. Because sometimes I think that, like, I was, like, kind of, like, hazardous. Like, it's like, yeah. a, am, I, am I a hazard to myself? Yeah. Like, why do I keep thinking about all these things that, like, mm-hmm. I die? Or, like, I've seen those videos no, I, this guy's looking at me like i'm crazy no seriously i've seen those videos on youtube where like you're in traffic and like mm-hmm. a big those those trucks just come behind you and just yeah. like ram into you and you yeah. just have no choice but just to die mm-hmm. and so sometimes i'm sitting in my car and i just look back and i'm just like i wonder if those cars that, that truck doesn't stop like what if yeah. that truck driver's not paying attention yeah. like i think about these things yeah. all the time but yeah. like, that was me having this anxiety towards death i just couldn't stop thinking about death mm-hmm. And so some part of it, it's like, that's the reason why like, I like talking about it because when we talk about death, 
I feel less anxious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel I feel that the more you talk about it or the more you think um the more you let it out in the open, the more the more easy it is and the mm-hmm. more you, you don't sound crazy when you right. say it out loud or you can uh, try to regulate or or try to take back those those negative thoughts right. or just let it out first and then take take them back because right. that's just how life is, right? right. Okay, I want to get a little bit um into like the gory stuff. Just cuz it's like really intrusive thoughts that I always think about. Yeah. Um we were briefly talking about it earlier. Right. When people die and like have those tragic deaths, mm-hmm. like how do you build the bodies back? You know, <laughs> like some people want open caskets. And uh, not a, f- a lot of the times it won't be possible. Oh, there's sometimes where like it's just it's not possible. Not possible. Like yeah. let's say a family yeah. Like, it's just like, I need to have an open casket. Mm-hmm. Is there like a funeral regulation, funeral home regulation? Yeah, so You're like, I can't. You would have to, you would have, to have them sign, sign a, a, a document stating that they, they did have to have to view the body. But I feel like uh, a lot of the directors will will say it's, it's, it's not possible, right? Mm. Yeah. But, you can't, but you can rebuild and restructure sometimes. Right. But depending on the body and the situation. Have you ever been in cases where like the bodies were like so badly like mangled or destroyed that like the families like what what is that like when a family goes in? Like do families still want to go see what's left? Some, some out of just just curiosity. I would want to. Would you? No. If if someone Mm. told me this is not the time and place or... You you have those memories of that person. Mm-hmm. You don't you don't want this memory of this person, right? But a lot of people will do it for their own closure. Have you had experiences right? like that in your funeral home? Not not more so. That same like that's uh, good. That's same situation. Good. That's so good. I'm I'm thankful that that it hasn't had to happen. But we have we do have people uh, come people come in like with body bags and mm. um, just not in human form human state. So. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, you always hear about people who are like dis, dis- what is it called dismembered or dis- decomposed. Yeah, or, stuff like that. Yeah, swollen if they drowned. Yeah, swollen. Or, I've thought about that a lot. Yeah. I've actually known yeah. people who have drowned actually, and I know their bodies like inflate. Same, same with uh, after being in the hospital, after being pumped with fluids and all of that, right. you still come in, in a little right. bit swollen as well. So, what happens when your body like you die? What happens to your body if you're not getting embalmed? Mm-hmm. Everything does. Everything just stay. Do they uh, start to drain your body? Every no, no, no. Everything, oh. um, everything starts. Does it, doesn't it smell? It will start smelling. Do you smell it at the funeral home? Sometimes yes. Really? Sometimes yes. Uh, it depends. It depends on the state of your body. Say, you were found in the in the house, and after a hot summer's day with no AC on, the the decomposition would be really bad, and like that's that's how it will. Go, you will go quicker, right? And. Is it bad? Uh, a lot of funeral- like have you ever have you ever been like shocked by how it smells? Because I've never yeah. had to smell it. Thank God. Um, a lot of funeral directors will tell, or anybody who's been around it will tell you that is sickly sweet. What is sickly, sickly sweet? What the sickly sweet of a so dummy? imagine Chinatown on a hot summer's day where you will smell the rotting fruit, the garbage, and all of that, all of those smells, but kind of like that, right? Oh, what's sweet about that? Um, is that is an expression that people sweet, use? Sweet, sweet, because there is like kind of a sweet fruit smell, 
right? Because mm. all the sugars are breaking down in your body as well. Oh. So, yeah, there's there's kind of that tinge to it too. But yeah, though that smell does not leave. And when you smell it, after you smell it for the first time, you will know what that what smell that smells is, like, right? So oh. <laughs> I hope I don't ever have to no. experience that. No, <laughs> but you can identify definitely. So like you, you will be. You can say that you know what a dead body smells like. Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what I actually don't like? Mm. You know, there's a flower that's very common in funerals. You know what I'm talking about? The funeral home flowers. Like there's a flower that my mom tries to bring in the house sometimes. Yeah. It's like a summer looking flower. It has like the, 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 the long thing in the middle and then the flowers on the side. I, you know I, what I'm talking about? All I'm thinking about. of is orchids right now. but It it's might be not. orchids. Right. Like, and I actually, every time my mom brings it into the house, yeah. I'm like, it's like, you know, it's, yeah, like I say, home. I'm like, this is the funeral home flower. Yeah. I said, get rid of it. Yeah. I don't like it. I, I am so intrigued by death, but everything yeah. to do about like funerals and funeral homes. A lot of people are like, it's like, mm-mm, yeah. I don't like it. It's just like, such like a standard smell. Yeah. It, it actually like triggers flowers, me. Like flowers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm. Do you, as a funeral home director's assistant, like, do you ever have to go to like the actual burial grounds people? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that part of your job? That it you is do? part of it is part of our job. We will we will take your uh, starting from the day you do go, Die. and um, we'll take you into our care until the day of disposition. Mm. You ever thought about like what it is like to go six feet under? Yes, and that's why I want to be cremated. Oh, <laughs> true. Yeah, like I know some people get those cases, like those metal cases, to go over the coffin. Yes, the vaults. The vaults. How expensive vaults. are those? we can start about five thousand dollars you think it makes sense to get those i i think so if you you are scared of the the casket being crushed but that's it depends on your family yeah i i always thought it's like for me i was like just bury me bro Mm -hmm. like i'm already dead i'm sure i won't be able to feel it Mm -hmm. but then also i've always also thought like who knows? Like, who knows if like your body just dies, but like your soul, your mind is still there. Like, what if you're? What if people are still conscious? I don't think so. No. But like, what if people are still conscious when they die? That'd be crazy. I think all of the air and all of those elements in the, into that. Um, you're, I feel like you're already gone. It's a long process. Very long. It's a long process, especially when people die. It for the family, especially, it, it's just like a blur. Everything. Mm-hmm. It's very busy. I think oh, a lot yeah. of people don't realize how much work has to go into it. Oh yeah. Like preparations, getting pictures, picking out the outfits. Can family members dress the dead? Yes. Yes. Dep- everyone. Everyone. Any. Uh, it's, I don't know why we didn't if, choose to do that. It's if your family chooses to do that, but we but. The directors do try, try to arrange it all for you, try to make it easy for you, right? But let's say I want to come in and dress somebody. Like, isn't their body, what is it called, metamorphosis? Rigor mortis. So it will be a rigor mortis. Rigor mortis. What is metamorphosis? Metamorphosis is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like... <laughs> uh, I have the room dying. I have to <laughs> oh, metamorphosis. What other ad- examples other than caterpillar to a butterfly is metamorphosis? Anamorphs. What's that? <laughs> animorphs. You know those books from Scholastic? Yeah. Where they where the people turn into animals. <laughs> is that, well, that's not a real thing. No. So it's metaphor metamorphosis is a scientific word? Yes. Okay, we learn something new every day, guys. That's something new. Rigor mortis. Rigor mortis. Rigor mortis is when the body locks up. Uh, stiffens up and uh yeah, basically. Right. I had to run and actually get the nurse because my mom told me, because it was just me and my mom. And she said, if I don't get there on time, you make sure you get to the nurse and tell her to put the dentures in. 
because well my grandfather they weren't able to and then we had like his face looked sunken in i mm-hmm. think they had put cotton in his mouth to like kind of fluff it out mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy to me yeah what did they fill the body with um for like bodies like don't they fill your throat and stuff with stuff uh, like dep- your eyes so, so sometimes with eyes they'll put caps in just to keep your eyes closed or with the mouth um what kind of caps caps it's just literally it's a very hard contact Mm. With, uh, that will just keep your eyes closed. But do you have to do that before the body gets into rigor no, mortis? Not, not with that, rigor, but with mor- the, but with your, specifically your your grandfather. You're, you're talking about your grandfather uh, putting the, the dentures in because it has been stiffened up, right? right. So and they will tend to uh, glue the lips or sew the lips to keep sew it shut the shut as lip. well. So if you sew a body, that sounds that sound that just sounds insensitive. <laughs> when you sew a person's lips after they're dead, do they bleed? Not a bit, but not a, not as much. So the blood stops moving. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, so the only time where they drain someone's blood is uh, during um, embalming. Embalming. The embalming process basically preserving. Basically. Right. Does embalming cost more? There is a cost to it. Can we just start putting like dollar signs? Yeah. The sounds because <laughs> like this is just adding up, adding up. And so, people, let's say, from a body, a body has to stay for a week. It mm-hmm. has to get embalmed. It should be. That's recommended. And how fast do they do the embalming? The embalming can be done in an hour. Oh. An hour and a half. Yeah. But is that something that a family has to choose right away? No. No. Um, I, I know a lot of families will decide uh, without a visitation and then realize family are coming in. So they were like, they will say, oh, yes, I do need a, the embalming. Done. But the embalming basically just to um, have you have you stay on earth for oh. a bit longer. <laughs> Okay, so I have um, some more intrusive questions. That was really interesting. The caps under the eyes. Yeah. Um, what about like when you're like, what other stuff they put in you? Um, I would say, well, we'll put a diaper on you as well. What's a diaper for? Because you will expel fluids after. You know. said I'm going to shit after I die? Yes. Don't you shit when you die? Like when sometimes when All people of, die? Like everybody, everything will come out basically and you will like leak basically. Is it only from your rear? Does no. it come through like vomit? So that would be I creepy. Know, vomit as well. Vomit as well. I have you. Oh, that would trip me out if you yeah. see someone dead vomit. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. You have. Yeah. Well, it will, it will start leaking out at the oh. mouth a bit. But like, it's, it's not. It's not like the projectile, projectile. Vomit oh. that, are, that, oh, you're, that the you're, you're thinking. That you're thinking. I'm saying. But dead it's just. It's just. It's just the. It's just a. It's just a bit. <laughs> it's a creed. Yeah. It's so. Those are the only two places that it would come from. No, all ev- all in every ears. Hole. You will leak. You will leak. Ears, nose, fluids everywhere. Eyes, fluids everywhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things just got crazy. <laughs> so then the diaper. What would the diaper be for? Um, just to hold everything in. Are y'all okay behind the scenes? <laughs> <laughs> um, just so just so you won't ruin your clothes. But you're facing down, anyways. Oh, there's another question. Yeah. How come they always keep the bottom of the casket closed? Like, how come we never see the people's feet? Sometimes the shoes don't fit. What do you mean the shoes don't fit? Your feet, the your feet will swell. It will swell. Oh. Um, sometimes the shoes just won't go on, or sometimes you someone brought in the wrong size shoe. So some people don't want to wear shoes, but I think it's just it, never, it looks it looks it looks better. I've never right? seen a casket. Yeah. Have I seen a full casket like open? No, I actually have. I've seen. I think I think I think the only time the the both sides will be open is for the the immediate family to I guess see mm-hmm. everything say. Everything is there, right? But mm-hmm. That's about it. No, the the second half, the the half that's covering the bottom is usually closed. 
you know what's another thought I always thought about? We we put a, a little toy beside my grandma. Like, Z put it in the casket. Yeah. Like, does that... I wonder if that's going to rot, too. Like, if toy? the body's decomposing beside it. Is like, it plastic? Plastic toy? No, it's like a plushie. A plushie. No, it's... It'll, it'll, be, it'll be there. Forever. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> How long... Oh. Little trinkets and tchotchkes in your, in your... How long does it take for a body to decompose, you know? It depends on it depends on the state of the body, right? It's not the same for everyone. Not the same for everyone. Depends how you passed away. Depends on when, oh, where you passed away. What does that mean? Um, say someone passed away in the hospital, um, they and they are, I guess, put into a cold refrigerated room immediately. Right. Um, your body is preserved for a bit longer than a body that has been found in the basement of a house where there was no air conditioning mm. or and that process has been you know, and once it starts it starts once, and it, once it starts it will start right i actually want to die mm-hmm. in a in a hospital yeah. so they could give me like drugs like <laughs> yeah. the morphine and stuff so right. i'm just like i want to be like high as fuck like i want to oh that that yeah. would that would be the ultimate <laughs> yeah you guys are laughing like i've thought about it i for sure <laughs> I for sure. But I heard I heard dying is kind of like a drug as well. Once you get into that certain state, it's already it's already yeah, pretty pretty much you're already good and good to go, I guess. I I don't doubt that. Yeah. But for sure. There's one thing I I know people get morphine. I felt really bad um because my grandma asked for water. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people before they die, they ask for water. Like their Mm -hmm. body gets so hot Mm -hmm. that they need they need water. And I felt bad because I didn't give her water. I was just like, it's okay, your tubes are giving you. But like now that I think about it, it's like she's about to die anyways. Mm-hmm. Like I should have just put some water in her mouth. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to choke her. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. I didn't want her to choke. And like, yeah. like you know, I'm blamed for her death. Can you imagine? I would be blamed for her death. So I was like, hey, let me not. <laughs> um, okay, so the way that you die. Okay, decomposition. And then colors. Okay, you know how people like the makeup? Sometimes people look like great. Yes. And sometimes people look like really gray mm-hmm. in color. Mm-hmm. Why do they look more gray than others? Is it, a, is it a bad makeup artist? Mm, depends on the body and on the way you passed away as well. Um, I, kn- I know some funeral directors, um, it's just the way they, they've, the, the embalming fluid that they did decide to use to, you know, replace your blood is not the same shade as like, oh. as you were before. Um, I know a lot of um, directors will ask you, your family, for a lot of pictures of, of you when you were alive, just, just to see different angles, different shades of, of, of how you look like when you were alive. Because mm-hmm. if you get one picture, we might make you a little too dark. We might like get you, make you a little too light. Just, it's, it's all reference, right? And that's what they're taking. Is the assumption then if you have a peaceful death, you're going to be brighter in color? If you have a tragic death, you are more discolored? I wouldn't say that. Um, I feel like... I feel like it's just it's just what you're, they they used on you. It's not it's mm. not how you passed away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Going back to my question more. Yeah, go ahead. That's some interesting shit. <laughs> it's weird because it's like I can't stop talking about. It. I can't. I, I I actually think about death like almost every day. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that I think about death a lot. I. It's normal. It's normal, right? Okay, let's normalize it. If normalize you think about death it, every day, so do I. I don't know why. I do. She probably does it because you work with death. <laughs> I don't work with the dead, so that I always yeah. think about it. Like, why do I, I sometimes think I'm like, am I wishing death on myself? Because no. I always think about death, and I think about people that I love dying all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always prepared mm-hmm. for people to die. Sometimes, I, sometimes I'll get dreams of like someone who is alive, um, dying, and um, I 
I, I heard that. Don't I, have me in your dreams. No, I no, I heard that. I heard that. If you if that does happen, because for superstitious people, it means that person is going to live a while okay. longer too. So, yeah. Okay, well, don't put me in your, your dream list. <laughs> I'm not trying to be there. Okay, let me see. It's very good so far. What do you guys, are you guys interested? Um, do you not feel sad around being sad people all the time? I get that a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Sally. Okay, let me ask a question. Go ahead. What was the question? Um, do you not feel sad around people? Okay, like, how do you, how do you handle? That's frequent question. That's, that was my question. Okay. What's the most frequent question that people ask you? Yeah, as families, that's Okay. Okay, so being a, f- a funeral director's assistant, what is the most common question that you find that the families ask you? Um, one very, very common question is, do you not feel sad around being around sad people all day or seeing this all the time? And I, I think I have to disconnect from everything, right? My job is to be there for you and be right. the strong person for you, right? right? So that's just how, how I How does one with person them. do that? Um, try not to see them as someone. Like I personally, like if I saw a family having to bury a child, Mm -hmm. I think I would quit my job Mm -hmm. and never go back Mm -hmm. and just be, I don't know. I'd probably have to go to therapy. I think, I think the way that I have dealt with it is, is not viewing them just as just viewing this as my job because I am able to, I guess, to not cry or just try to hold it all in. I'm good at holding it all in. Are you, dis- so, you think you're, de- are, would you say you're desensitized? I, I would think I am just desensitized to a lot of it. Do you think that's good or bad? Bad because I had held in a lot of things and I had to come out in, in, in bad times, mm-hmm. but I have found that I had to have outlets and let it out on my own terms, mm-hmm. right? So is there like you, you verbally talk to people when you're feeling like overwhelmed by work? Definitely have to talk to people. Definitely let it all out. Work like coworkers or people? my colleagues, colleagues, colleagues specifically. I am very close with um, my colleagues. They are like family to me. So it's right. so it's so cliche to say that. Don't get close to your coworkers. No, my coworkers because they're going through what I'm how I'm feeling and they know what I'm feeling. They know right. exactly how I'm feeling and they say, "Oh, you do need to take a break." They'll take on what I what what I needed to, uh, right. to, to be covered, right? right? So That's actually one place of employment I can confidently, I can see it, how yeah. you guys are like actually like family yeah. because of the, the matter that you guys deal exactly. with. Versus and I, and I find that a lot of the funeral directors, they they are very funny people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do, th- that sense of humor is it's dark, but it's, you have to laugh sometimes, right? right. So. I, and I, I think like, remember when I said, we want to talk about death, I don't want it to be like a very, down and depressing and you know thing because it's very normal and i don't want to say unfortunately or fortunately but we all have to experience it and so i wanted to bring like more like light to why we should have these conversations right and i remember one time i was watching this clip um it was a a nicu nurse i think it was she was in new york city um but she worked in the hospice right so for children who knew like they were were terminally ill and they were going to pass and she said my job as a hospice nurse, right, for children is to not allow the families to feel like this is 
tragic. This is normal. It's a mm-hmm. part of life. It's going to happen. And so because it's inevitable, let's try and make this as comfortable as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting. I actually want to talk to someone who's like in hospice. Mm-hmm. Right. So we can see the contrast, like seeing death before it happens. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, now we have you who sees life after right. it happens. Right. Um, very cool. Thank you. I think about this so often. <laughs> it's good to know, actually. I'm glad that other people in the room said like it's it's very normal that we think about death yeah. often because it's something that you can't escape. You definitely cannot escape any of this. Yeah. Um, mm. What other questions do we have? What is something a family can do to prepare? To prepare? Beforehand? Right, me. <laughs> I will... I, wait, Delhi yeah. is me. Okay, okay, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I have to repeat what Delhi yeah. says. All right, so remember, we're talking about what to do we're talking about what to do when somebody dies someone you love dies what do families need to oh did we ask that already she said contact the funeral home the funeral home will do everything before like in preparation before yeah pre-planning okay all right so nee let's talk a little about pre-planning i know it's not everyone knows when they're gonna die but if you do have the opportunity to know let's talk about pre-planning death Mm -hmm. Tell us about it. Um, I do get a lot of people who will call in while your family member is in hospice. Mm-hmm. Um, we do recommend you to spend as much. Well, we will send your priceless, of course, or just this other, and list off the services that we do offer. But we do recommend you to spend as much time with your loved one instead of thinking of this process. Right, we do uh, because because whether whether or not they will live um, for this amount of time, they are going to go. But we just want you to be there with them first, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be coming into a range with us anyway. We don't want you to arrange when they're so close to mm-hmm. death, right? Yeah, I can actually think like back to when mm-hmm. my grandparents were dying. My my mom was already on the phone with funeral homes. Mm-hmm. Before, or no, not the funeral homes, actually, because we went through, like, Catholic burials. Right, right, right. So she was in, in contact with the church mm-hmm. to set up ser- like the service right. and see what dates were available mm-hmm. even before they yeah. were dead. Yeah. But my mom, <laughs> she's kind of like a G like that. She just has, like, no emotion. She just, like, all right, this is what it is. Yeah. We can handle it that way. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think she was kind of suppressing. Mm-hmm. She probably yeah. watched this. Mom, I think she was kind of su- – she still suppresses everything. She's just one of those people. Me, yeah. I'm, like – I don't want to deal with yeah. anything. I didn't want to go look at caskets. I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, but spend more time with people. Spend more spend You guys time. will take care of it. Exactly. And we will take care of the of the rest. Um we I we call it the worst reunion ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's when everybody will come after come together right that's the that's right. the event and that that is what we're helping you with right it's so true like how often anytime you go to a funeral mm-hmm. you haven't seen people in years exactly and like, so unfortunate we mm-hmm. have to see each other under this circumstance and then, hopefully yeah. next time it's and then not- you have to realize that we need to spend time together now that, that we're alive right and that's where the appreciation of being alive comes from right the other day really it's yesterday we're following mm-hmm. this thing um but i put up a post about life insurance and the importance. And I actually didn't even think about it at the time because a lot of people replied and are like, the GoFundMe thing is not it. Mm-hmm. People need to be set up properly. If you have the education and if you have the knowledge, you need to do it. I didn't even think about it like that. People are really setting up GoFundMes because they don't have life insurance policies. Um, so what are like 
key things that you've seen families go through that like you had you wish more people knew before people die like things to set yourself up for a good death um a lot of people think that you can you can pay in installments yeah you can't you cannot pay in installments everything does have to be paid day of the funeral really um but why is that (laughs) Everything in life is credit. Exactly. Even coal stores exactly. now you can pay in installments online. Exactly, but I, everything does have to be paid then and there. Why? Why do you think? Um, That's actually, I didn't know that. I'm going to be honest. I haven't thought about that. I'm just like, hey, this is just where I work and this is how it happens, mm-hmm. right? But I, I feel like a lot of people are surprised by that and uh, they won't have the, 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 the funds for it, right? Yeah, and just like I wonder if funeral homes just don't want to deal with credit bureaus because much. I mean, They'd, yeah, they someone can just and pay sometimes monthly. sometimes they will happen have to happen that way and and go through credit at um if you aren't able to pay pay for it. So right? is it like you go there, you pay like half down, and by the day of your funeral, you need the to rest have the full has to amount. Be paid. Yeah, like let's say someone shows up and doesn't have that full amount. What do you guys do? Like you're not having the service today. No, we will we will have the service, but um it will be dealt with. Uh, I guess credit credit matters. <laughs> Yeah. it's important y'all yeah definitely. do not sleep on this life insurance thing like like i was saying it's inevitable that mm-hmm. we have to die mm-hmm. and that's why a lot of people have so much generational wealth it's because they take out these large policies and it only makes sense i remember like my grandparents were good they had everything sorted out so no one had to think about anything they had enough money in their policies to cover their funeral expenses and then whatever's left over like, isn't that a plus that your family exactly. gets to have it? Exactly. A lot of people don't think about it that way because they don't have to use it. Right. Or they don't get to use it. But then if everyone else thought that way, then mm-hmm. all you guys are paying out of pocket when people exactly. die. Exactly. And it doesn't. And funerals are expensive. Yes. And not all policies. I want to put this out there. Okay. There's different times. I know there's different types of policies. I, I really should actually get a job in working with life insurance. <laughs> I think I could sell this. Right. But there's like term. There's there's long. Like there's like full terms. Like there's different types that you don't have to pay an arm a leg every month. Like something basic. You might pay like 50 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Um, probably could still cover you for like a $50,000 policy, which is or even less than that. But like something that can cover your funeral expense right. and just you know, make sure you're covered mm-hmm. versus people not having anything. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I want just one more. I'm okay. choose of that. Please go ahead. What's the craziest or what's the craziest? What's like the most traumatic, um, death that you've had to handle under your care? I think what hits home really, really bad are kids or babies or I'll, I, I will have, um, someone expecting their first baby and it will be a, a stillborn. I think I think because the family already loved the baby so much, I see all the love come in and the how how hurt they are. I'm like, no, they did not deserve this. And I think and I that will make me cry. That is definitely the one that will make me cry. That made that does hurt. Are you guys allowed to cry at work? Um, yes, but you can go privately, but like, you can't just, you, you right. got to be the strong one for them, right? You have to remember you're, you're there for them. Is that part of like your job policies? Like, you know, every job has <laughs> rules. Is that part yeah. of thing? If you feel emotional, please go somewhere yeah. private. Yeah. Mm. Pretty much. I'm not, not that, not that it's a policy, but it's like manners, manners. <laughs> and in the event that like, you're just totally distraught about something, do they have like leave for people at your job to be like, okay. Some, some places will let you, will, will let you go on leave um because Does it happen it, often not too often because we you sign up for it exactly this is this is what you're you're supposed to do right <laughs> right yeah 
Okay, so life insurance, for sure. Mm-hmm. Free planning, I think people should also just buy plots. Definitely. Plots prices are, are going up. <laughs> when you said $7,000 for a funeral, was that including a plot? No. What was that including? That was the direct cremation, and that is with the most simple uh, casket or container for your, your loved one without a service, without a, without a visitation, just in and out, basically. Okay, this is something that I always thought about. It. So when people are cremated... It's like their body plus the coffin. Yeah, the coffin. So the well, ashes aren't really just the body. Um, I feel like, uh, <laughs> how do I put this? Um, cremated remains are basically just bone fragment. Mm-hmm. The casket is pretty much already disintegrated. Your body is already disintegrated. It's just all of the, it's just bones uh, processed, basically. Is it that's all, all that's left? People of get you. to watch cremation. You get to witness it going into the. Uh, they call it the retort. The uh, retort. retort. Yeah, it's the oven. That sounds like a very my, my dad. My, my dad will call it the barbecue because that's... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's basically what it is. Uh, very high temperatures, but everything is gone. The cast is what gone. What does that retort gone. look like? It's a big silver oven-looking thing. <laughs> In the middle of a room? Is there a specific room for it? Uh, crematorium, basically. Mm-hmm. Speci- specific, specifically made for that. And it's just like one big one big thing thing where you can uh, place the casket into and then start the whole process of it. What's why? Why do they put it in the casket and not just take the body out of the casket? Like let's say someone wants Uh, to rent the casket and then just put the body there, so you don't have any by law. By law, you're you're supposed to be in a in a container. Uh, So you so you can so say your family wanted to have a visitation, you can definitely rent the casket, Um, but after the the the, the visitation we, we can take your your body and put it into a different uh, basic container and then cremate you in with that like wood yeah wood because my dad always says yeah. just put him in wood and exactly. bury him in wood okay so seven thousand dollars doesn't include plot no okay so basic line if you want to get cremated and your body seven thousand dollars that is expensive y'all Very. and then add a plot on top of it for people who want to be buried like me yeah what does that cost that's another five thousand dollars for a one-person plot um, there's different types of plots eh? yeah, you can do side by side side by on side top. on top so that you can go extra deep but so does a person go nine feet yes nine feet yes what got the, right, the number right yeah look at you who are look you look at me <laughs> just into it so nine feet and then the other person goes six feet yeah so is right the most a plot person that can go in a plot is two yes yeah legally legally yeah okay cool and then oh, the, the, stone. the headstone, the which is another, let's say, five thousand dollars as well. Is that for the flat stone? The or flat one, maybe a, a little. Still in the thousands. Still in the thousands. Does it like cost based on like what you want to write on it? Like every letter. Every cost? letter costs something. Yeah. My grandparents have all these Chinese characters <laughs> and pictures and flowers and stuff. I know yeah. it was pricey. Yeah, My grandma pricey. actually picked out her headstone. Oh. Like that's crazy to think about. It. Like I mean. No, don't yeah. like. Let, let me just sit here and pick out what I want on my yeah. tombstone. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, in like on an average, like someone who wants to be buried, full casket, mm-hmm. all that, like not seven thousand dollars. What are we looking at? Double that. Fourteen thousand dollars. Because you, because you, you want a visitation. You want the service. Right. Based on the room size, is different prices too, right? And based on the room size, some people want a reception right after as well. It all, it all depends. It all depends. Cha-ching. Cha-ching. <laughs> Cha-ching. If you have that button. 
Okay, so, so far we have covered funeral expenses, what to expect, who to call, um, death certificates? Yes. Uh, what we call it is aftercare. Um, we do um, help with canceling your credit, no, not your credit card. Um, we do help ca- uh, with canceling your SIN number, uh, notifying the, the city that you you have passed away. We'll deal with this um with um, helping you or whoever signed uh, get back some some tax money, mm-hmm. basically. Oh, because yeah. you need a tax break, and then and then wow. they they pay taxes on it pretty much, and then they do they do provide your you with death certificates, so that those are to help your family close off your a lot of your accounts, say your credit cards or your bank cards or your phone. They do need the proof of death basically yeah my work needed proof of death yeah actually and i think my university when my grandpa died they needed to see like they can you imagine they yeah. required a proof of death certificate yeah. that my um a, a, a lot of funeral homes will provide um letters of attendance as well say you needed the day off but is that a charge that is not a charge okay <laughs> that is not no, a charge <laughs> so so you can notices are that's, that's all part of all part of it yeah there was one other thing you just said that i wanted to talk about what was it it was it was the closing off the accounts, right? Why my grandma still get mail? <laughs> is there is something that the funeral uh, missed? What what kind of what kind of? Um, I don't know. Like we just, I still see mail pop up for her all the time. But like she's dead now, two years. Like who do you contact? We will contact uh, basically, um, Service Ontario to to close off all it, oh, your your health card basically. And then once someone is written off as dead, yeah. Then is there like a book that the city has of like? No, you you do have to notify a lot of uh, the, I guess things she opened herself individually, individually, and provide them with the proof of death. Oh, and if someone dies with a lot of debt, is the debt done? No. (laughs) What happens? I I think it goes next of kin, basically. That's terrible. So y'all, listen, if you're gonna die with debt. You're just—I don't want to say an asshole, but like it's kind of crazy. You gotta pass it <laughs> yeah. on. Like, oh yeah, if people die with OSAP loans, mm-hmm. it goes to somebody. Yeah. That's that's yeah. crazy. What if there is no? What if someone has no next of kin, like nothing? Like this person just came to Canada by themselves. They have nobody here. You can't get in contact with any funerals or any relatives. What um, happens? That person um, will uh, be paid. So the funeral will be paid by the the city, and they will be put in. I guess, in lighter words, a mass, a mass a plot, and that's that's a thing. That's a thing. I would have like people who are like maybe like homeless, or drug yeah, addictions. Yeah. You can't get in contact with. So, so that's what usually happens. Mm. Yeah. Is that the funeral that has to funeral home that has to organize? Who's contacted? Um, like, have you ever been in a situation where you can't contact we, anyone? We will. It's not the. It's not the funeral. I feel like a, a friend or someone will contact the funeral home first. It's not. It's not something we find. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that that co- person of contact will say there is no family. There's no nothing. Mm-hmm. But and we'll give them the options or give them the whole service, mm-hmm. basically free of not free of charge, but paid by the city. Okay, another sad thought. I know, I'm going to wrap it up, guys. I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up. But have you ever um, had an instance where, like, no one showed up to a person's funeral? I have a few. That's so I've sad. A few. Like, where there's very yeah. little people? Very little people. I feel like it's, um, I can tell when, when uh, something I say a lot is, I can tell your loved one was very well loved if I if, if I do see a big, big, big family, mm-hmm. right? And, and 
Um, I've had instances where there are people who, you know, it, ha- it was a very small, intimate funeral, mm-hmm. but it does happen. I don't know. I, I'm not cut out for this type of work, but I'm glad that there's people out there like me who have the compassion and who have like, you know, the stomach and also the mind will to just mm-hmm. be able to support people during that time. Because when you lose someone, a lot of the time you don't get to plan and it is fast mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't know what's going on. And again, remember this episode on death and what to do when someone dies isn't for people to be scared mm-hmm. it's like these are like just the hard raw facts about what happens when people die right and we all got to go through it and the more we can talk about it mm-hmm. and create like an open space where people can ask ask these intrusive questions or you know be able to sit down with someone who sees death every day and like i, I just don't, i want to know like why the body looks like this or how you build the face back and what's in your body. And like, the more you talk about it, um, I found that it gave me a lot of comfort because one thing about death is like, it's so unknown. And I think that's why death is so taboo, but you really have to think about it. We all have to die. So how taboo is death really? So with that being said, Thank you for tuning into the park car conversation. We parked up, you know, the cars outside <laughs> where we have all the deepest talks, um, but we're in our comfort here um, talking about it. So I am appreciative that you came to break it down for us. Um, anything, any other final remarks you want to leave with people? You do it. You do your thing. <laughs> you are here now. Hold your loved ones tight. Live now. Live today. <laughs> Live now. Live that sounds like a commercial girl. Like, live now, live today. Contact me. And that's a wrap. Until next time. Peace.